Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment. And although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Potential. That's BetterHelp.com slash Potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code Potential 25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com slash potential using the promo code potential25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. Hey there, potential podcast listeners. Before we begin today's episode, we have a special message. Our very own host, Taylor, just turned the big 30. And a few friends wanted to reach out and wish him happy birthday. Hey T, MLI here. Just want to say a massive happy 30th birthday to the totally hilarious, awesome at making people laugh, young at only just 30, loves doing an impression, the original acronym master, really just an all-round great guy. It's a special birthday acronym just for you. Miss our little whiteboard sessions. I hope you have an amazing day. Bye. Happy Dirty 30. Happy birthday, Taylor. It's been really great reconnecting with you over the last couple of months. I hope that you have a successful birthday, even though we're in quarantine, and that this year turns out to be an amazing one. Hey, T-Dog. It's Matt Cross from Across the Pond. Uh, I really wish I was over there to celebrate with you. Um, Sorry I can't be there, man. I can't imagine what antics me, you, and Chris would be getting up to if, uh, if I was there. Have a good one, dude. Speak to you soon. 
Hey Taylor, this is Mark from Boston. And Linda from South Africa. Just wanted to wish you a happy 30th. I hope you had a wonderful time. Yeah, and um, yeah, happy birthday. And may this next year just be the best year ever for you. Um, we hope we're going to see you soon. You have to come visit. Um, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Taylor, it's me, D. And that's where I stopped my attempt at a Christopher Walken impression. You take the cake with that one, as always. Just wanted to say hey and wish you the happiest, dirtiest, 30th ever. I know it's quarantine, and quarantine birthdays are a little bit more creative than others, but we definitely will celebrate you once we're out of this. Hope you had a fantastic day, week, month, and that this is the best year ever. Happy birthday. Bye. So happy 30th birthday, Taylor. Here's to another great year ahead. And now, for today's episode. Hey, Taylor, what do you call an undead insect? I don't know, Chris. What do you call an undead insect? A zombie. Let's just, let's just start the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and with me is my co-host and the one and only Taylor Sokol. How are we doing, Taylor? We're doing great, Chris. And yes, I am the only one <laughs> I could take her. Uh, but uh, there might be more of me out there. We don't know. Uh, but I'm doing good. It's we're getting into the summer months. This is the uh, end of end of June. And I can't believe it's gone by quick since we started this. August. It's crazy to think we're coming up on what well, we'll we'll end the first half of uh, quite a year. Yeah, uh, 2020. We're coming up to uh, yeah, July's coming up. So we're going to start the second half of 2020. So a lot <laughs> take to <two>. uh, <laughs> take two. Yeah, uh, see what happens. But um, we do here at the Potential Podcast have a very special announcement. Special announcement. Whoa. So uh, yeah, these these effects that you are wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is so exciting. Uh, we've kind of hinted at this, but um, our very own. Taylor Sokol has just turned the big 3-0, everyone. 30 years old. Happy yes. Birthday, Taylor. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I'm a June baby, so it's been awesome just to just celebrate my birthday a bit ago. So thank you for the shout out. So I'm finally joining the 30 Club. So now you and 30, I are. 30, welcome. <laughs> thank you. I know Cheers. you've been there a little while before now. So yes. it's exciting. It was really cool because I just had an awesome <laughs> vacation with family. And mm -hmm. my sister just celebrated her birthday. Her birthday is a day before mine. She just turned 21. So, you know. Oh, yes. So, yeah. All so these babies. Yeah. Oh, and my oh. parents' anniversary uh, just happened. Mm -hmm. So it's been crazy. It's been, it's been awesome. But thank you for the shout out. It's uh, exciting that I'm in a third in my life so far. <laughs> I can't believe that's gone by. Yeah. What, what an adventure. And what, a, and what an adventure lies ahead of you for the next still 30. Still to come. Exactly. That's I just, can't wait for, you know, we get to episode 700. Uh, what we'll be talking about i know we're gonna i don't know how many we're gonna have by then but we're gonna be you know i think we joked about this that we're gonna be in the retirement home still doing a podcast like and there'll be something more advanced like oh we had podcasts back in our day 
<laughs> we're just recording on like well of course that all that all will happen uh taylor unless uh the world uh comes to an end which kind of brings up our main topic today doesn't it taylor yes and uh how uh interesting that you say that because today's episode we're very excited to talk about is we are highlighting uh, as many of you know the gamers especially out there and you've probably seen advertisements upon advertisements the last several weeks is the recent addition to the story of the last of us last of us part two was just released not too long ago and this is the sequel of course to the last of us and mm-hmm. what an incredible set of video games that is uh, this of course if you don't know these games uh, not to to spoil anything but they tell the story of a post-pandemic world which is uh, kind of scary, unfortunately, you know, that we've been living in that time, obviously not as drastic. There's been so many types of media where, you know, the end of the world, people surviving, but this is uh, a different type where there are these zombie creatures and you are uh, playing during the aftermath and you are um, it's, trying to survive. You're trying to survive. It's uh, kind of, it's a, it's uh, the amazing emotions in these games are incredible. I mean, it's part, um, like a, a buddy trip, you know, a part adventure, part horror. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got everything, and it does. And I think uh, when you look at a zombie, the, the zombie game genre yeah. of video games has really evolved to include more of a heartfelt story where you really care for the characters. Well, since Whereas, the day of the arcade yeah. games, when it was yeah. the, it just a shoot 'em up arcade game. games, it was all it was just you know it was it was target practice. It was, yeah, and, and get that high score, <laughs> you know. And now. Uh, there's been other games like this, but I think The Last of Us was a triumph in telling a, a, a true emotional story where you're really connected to these characters while surviving in a very dangerous world. And it's not just that the zombies are dangerous. There no, are people that are just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, which I, I, we never want to get too political on this podcast. But Absolutely. I have to say, if looking at our current problem in uh, our day and age right now, the, the coronavirus, of course, we don't have living, walking zombies. We don't have the undead. No, but definitely not. <laughs> if you look at it, it's realistically, we're fighting more of a battle with stupidity of, of humanity who chooses not to really res- to understand There's a huge respect. Divide and, yeah. And it, it's kind of a cautionary tale. We've had so much media, aside from video games, has talked about things like this, and now we're living in it, but there is that, there's a bit of the ignorance. There's a bit mm-hmm. of the people just not caring. They're thinking about themselves, but it's it's not about just you being sick or being affected. It's affecting other people through your actions. And yes, you know. And once again, yeah. as we like to say, uh, just with everything going on in today's day and age, keep your mask on. As Taylor has a mask on, on the, I'm wearing my mask right I, now. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, wear your masks, wash your hands, take precautions. But it does speak to especially with a nerd culture this idea of if you were to live in a zombie apocalypse how would you survive and, and what kind of person you know would you become? playing playing all these video games where it's not just you know oh i i have guns or i have a bow and arrow i have a knife and i'm trying to survive against these zombies who don't really have a there's no brain process. It's just that they are, they're just trying to eat. They're just trying to continue to feed. Yeah. So since can, the day they, when they was just looking yeah. for brains and now That's, it's yeah. even flesh. What do we want? Brains. What do we want them? Brains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but I love the concept of you as a person have to make some really hard choices when it comes to maybe survival against other humans, because 
one, the title, The Last of Us, could definitely refer to the last of humanity, the last of who's surviving this apocalypse. Yeah. And sometimes you come across people that will maybe attack for resources or for land or for protection. But sometimes you got to make tough choices. And both, both the, the original game and uh, me and Taylor are we're probably, I want to say, roughly two-thirds through the new game. There's yeah, a lot of we choices. Won't, way, we, won't, we won't, if you are playing the game, haven't beat it or bought it, we will not spoil any means. No, no spoiler warnings. On Last this. of Us, the first one we may, it's been out since 2013, so yes. we might say stuff about that. If you haven't gotten that, well, you can turn off the podcast, go get that game, and then come back. Yeah. But no, we just want to highlight um, what makes it so epic. But yeah, you and I, Chris and I, uh, we've been... Uh, we were so excited because we both got the game around the same time and we've been talking about this game forever. We said we were definitely going to do an episode on this. Well, it's also been, it's taken so long to come out. I and mean, there's been such a uh, controversy actually around this game too. There's been mm-hmm. uh, a not. Um, well, there was all yeah. these, uh, all these, uh, you know, uh, leaks came out about plot points and stuff. Yes. And I, it just really bothers me because there's, there's nothing better than just enjoying something for the first time. And nothing is sacred um, these days, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's it's so hard in today's world. That's that's where movies, TV shows, anything. It's so hard to keep things under wraps because we have such ways to spill things. But you know, the Last of Us Part Two was, I think, first brought up back in like 2016, maybe maybe yeah. earlier. I mean, obviously the first game was definitely a hit. It then within a year and a half because the PS4 had just kind of come out, it got a re-release, remastered for PS4, which is. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember playing it on the PlayStation 3, and then I have now for the remastered, which we both have. And, you know, they, of course, it was like naturally they got to do a sequel. And it just has taken a lot of postponed time to get to. But yeah. I will say, of what we have gone through so far, it's been well sequel, worth the wait. Well worth the wait. The I, I, I firmly believe incredible. that. It is absolutely incredible. The first game. So let's just let's just talk about The Last of Us for well, a while. Well, let's do a recap, kind of a summary of the yeah. plot. Just so, The few... Last of Us. Yeah. You start off. Uh, you mainly play as this character named Joel, and you kind of are in this town, and you're starting to go around, and you start to notice a little bit of chaos. And just just imagine what we would like old zombie movies. There have been some zombie movies today, like World War Z and stuff. Is you start to see a bunch of cars crash. You're starting to hear some fire going off. Yeah, pandemonium. In the sense that there's, yeah, pandemonium. Something's happening. And then things start popping out and attacking people. And you realize, okay, something's going on. And it's him trying to escape, get to safety. With his brother and his daughter. With his brother and his, and his daughter. And uh, unfortunately, you know, in the ensuing chaos. Turn. Yeah. And uh, then we're kind of pushed into what is a, uh, couple years later and you realize that uh the world has come into a zombie kind of pandemic yeah and um there's there's different breeds in a way i mean there you know what what i really like about this series compared to other zombie games is there's of course zombies what look like humans but have some you know blood on them they're crazy and there's some unknown disease that and then there's this further thing that the longer they have it, they kind of get mutated into it. Looks kind of like a, almost like a shell, like uh, like coral looking face. And well, the scary you, thing about it is this: you know, the the zombies in The Last of Us are based off this cordyceps fungus virus, and this uh-huh. cordyceps fungus is actually a real thing. Now it's not going to take over people. 
but it's a real thing that um, is like, I believe in the rainforest or down South America mm-hmm. where it affects like ants, where it does control like wow. the functions of ants. So the, I looked in the history of it that this actual fungus is a real thing. The cordyceps virus that's a bit scary but, but yeah but it's not it has it's not gonna go full blown but yeah that was the cool thing about that it almost grounded a little bit more reality like this could be a thing well yeah. and what i like too is so you get into these kind of nests where a lot of these stuff is taken over a building or a place all this yeah. these creatures and there are spores so if you as a normal human were to fall into an area like this and breathe it in you would then be infected or if so you're you bitten at, by the zombies, like in or of course, yeah. So classic is always bitten. Uh, I like I like kind of the 28 days later idea of even if you get a blood drop in you, uh, you can be infected. But this took it to a new level of even if you breathe it in. Yeah. And along the way, Joel meets a young girl named Ellie, mm-hmm. who is immune. Yes. Which is a big thing in this world because, of course as we're even looking at, you know, in our current situation with this uh, coronavirus, you're looking for people like that because the the thing is you can maybe could use something in their blood or something to make a vaccine that would potentially end the, the problem. And end bring, the, and bring the, society know. back from the brink is the, is the main. And so you kind of go along this journey with these, this kind of father figure who uh, lost his daughter and, you know, of course is mentally affected by that, emotionally affected by that. And he kind of forms this bond with this young girl who yeah. is alone. And they kind of become this kind of father-daughter uh, pairing. And they're just kind of going through and surviving. Yeah. And they're working their way to a group called the Fireflies. And the Fireflies are, again, as we brought up, you know, in a, in a post-apocalyptic world, often there is kind of uh, groups that form for protection, for safety. Yeah. And these guys are trying to maybe find a cure for this reestablish order in the world. And so the goal is that they want to get to this uh, hospital because they believe that maybe something that Ellie has in her can be used. And so you work your way through the game and it's such, it's such a great emotional turn of these moments of fear where you, you fall into a, a pit and there's zombies there, or you go into these buildings and it's all dark and you can sense things. I love They have a thing called hearing throughout the game where, yeah, where you can whether it's human or, or zombie you can it's not like, i mean it, it's a little superhuman in a way but yeah I mean, it's kind of like sonar where you can kind of yeah, see the silhouette i guess it makes sense though because if you were in a if you were in a quiet building and no electronics are on nothing you know and you were just to kind of focus for a second if you if you could hear people walking around you would kind of guess but it helps you throughout the game to kind of know where things might be yeah and by the end of the game, after going through some uh, really bad people, some you know crazy, scary monsters, Harry, zombie almost things, almost certain death they almost face. They get to the they get to this point of the game where uh, Joel is told that in order for them to maybe use what Ellie has in her system, in her blood, and everything to for a cure, they'd have to kill her because uh, they'd have to take like her brain and everything. And he he just can't do it. So and yeah, he has to. He, the fate of humanity. You have, you save, have that human. Save this daughter. Yeah, human emotional moment of, as much as it would be great to maybe have this work and it would save, you mm-hmm. know, the, the remaining. It's just he can't do it. So the Last of Us ends with him killing everyone in the hospital, mostly military guys. Yeah. And then he takes Ellie, and he lies to her at the end and says that. Uh, there, there was no cure. There's nothing they could do. And so 
that's where the game leaves off. So it was kind of emotional ending because you as the player realize that Joel has made a huge kind of risk in, and he's lied to what is now considered his, you know, closest friend and ally. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, what a game though. I mean, the game experience is, is really cool because you have different weapons and a huge part of this last of us series as with most zombie games, mm-hmm. it, it's not just you're given unlimited ammo. A big part of these games is scavenging. You have to go around scavenging. You've got to be you got to be very smart with resources and, you know, how much ammo you have, uh things like that and also you can craft stuff, you can improve your stuff, but there's only limited resources, so you're constantly mm-hmm. The game you're pressing forward, but both games is this bit of open worldness where you can go and explore and try to open a building and look through. Of course, there's a risk there might be, uh, you know, humans there that would do you harm, or there could be uh, zombies that you you fall into. So that was the cool thing about a different adventure game where you had to be very resourceful to stuff where it was like mm-hmm. everything is precious because, you know, you want to. You it, it is very. It is also part stealth where a lot of the game you want to try to get through the game with little interaction with people as possible because you alert one person and then maybe it gets a whole horde of zombies on you and then you're overrun or humans. So you have to kind of, yeah. yeah. So you have to be, that's that. And that's that. That's what's so interesting with these games is there is a bit of that adrenaline rush where you're Mm -hmm. like, you're sneaking. You can't see where I'm going and all of a sudden, and um, but also you brought upon this is the emotional element. There are very few times, and I say very few times, I think I'm very in touch with my feelings for a gamer. Uh, there's very few times <laughs> where I have gotten emotionally invested in a game. And I don't know mm-hmm. about you, Chris, what you thought about this, but when I played the last of us, the first one, I was like, it's really like heartbreaking the very end of the game and all that stuff that goes through it. You're like, wow. Cause it's like, First of all, also the games are a modern marvel because of the motion capture, the fact that the actors are actually um, putting on these little markers and stuff and mm-hmm. they're actually acting out the scenes, walking around. They're not just sitting there recording lines. Yeah, so that's which I think that's, that's a very cool thing that um, I think a lot of game companies have been doing, but Naughty Dog, who uh, did that as well for like Uncharted games, yeah. they would do that since early on. And it does give it more emotional. The, the animation is so stellar. Uh, and what I love about these games, and this has been a new thing that's really developed in the last probably five, 10 years for games period is yeah. so smooth, the transition from what is a cutscene into your plane. It's, you know, it used to be you'd watch a whole scene and then it go back to your plane. Yeah. Now you, you could be in the middle watching the scene and all of a sudden, oh, there's a button I need to be pressing because uh, you're getting attacked or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you look at this guy who already had to face the loss of his One daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, and now you're in a world where it's so hard to find peace and to find, you know, a calm sense of living because there's danger around every corner. And now could I lose another daughter? I mean, not really his daughter, but as close as he's going to get to. I mean, you, know. you go on a journey with someone like that where you experience so much together, mm-hmm. you're bound to do it. So it's an interesting character study too. these games. It is. <laughs> you're like... You're faced that moral dilemma because the end of the game, most of the stuff in the game you can kind of control, like you know mm. who I can, you know I can do this and that. But a lot of stuff, it's like you really 
um, you're kind of an autopilot and you're watching this, like you're, would I make this tough choice? Or would I do that? You look at like Ellie who starts off as this kind of young kind of punk. She kind of, you know, tough. I'm holding my own. And she, along the journey with Joel and mm-hmm. through the stuff that they have to go through in the first game, yeah. she kind of takes on the idea of how to survive and uh, making tough choices. And even to the point which both these games have really touched on, and I think this is such an idea of the zombie apocalypse genre, is the tough choices of murder and you know yeah. taking another human's life. The zombies, it makes sense. You always seen like the TV and movies where the best friend or, you know, the wife. I can't or, do you know, it. You they, know, they, 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 they start to see their loved one turn. And there's always the one guy or girl to be like, they're gone. That's not them anymore. It's now going to be this yeah. monster, this zombie. That's a little different because there's, a, there's moments like that in these games. But, I mean, literally, when, you, when you're face-to-face with a human being that, is going to kill you and having to make that tough choice. And yeah, yeah it's, you, made, you made such a good point. It's like, I don't know, having lived a life where I've, you know, we've all had moments where we've gotten angry at people, but- Yeah, but never like- There's never been a I'm point in your life- food I, and, and bow and, and arrow. Again, the, the idea of, uh, oh, video games lead to, uh, uh, you know, violence. I've never played a video game and thought to myself, oh, I want to go out and do that to a living human being. I know, it, and it's just like that's that's not a thing. That's not a concept. I'm no, sorry. no, and like I said, we're not getting political. No. and I I agree with that. I I don't see ever there's a correlation between violence in video games or violence in movies. Because the thing is, um, that has been forever. I mean, we 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 live in a different era where we don't have to fight to survive. Exactly. You know, there's we live. You know, there's hundreds and hundreds of years ago, people didn't live as long as we have either. So it's a little like right now, our age, we'd be hundreds of years ago, we'd be senior citizens. So, you know, wow, you made it to 30. Awesome. Uh, good luck. So, Pass yeah. Me but, the syrup. Um, <laughs> hey, I remember when this was all oak trees. Um, yeah, I like that. But, it, it definitely, there's even moments where it kind of, you as a gamer understand that this is not just an easy decision. It, it, it weighs on people and, and, I like that they will show cutscenes of not only uh, leading to a moment like that, but then they'll show after and what it does to the characters. And and especially this, it was definitely in the first one, but this part two, it's even like, like literally, I got the box yeah. right here. I mean, in, in the synopsis, this is experience the devastating physical and emotional consequences of vengeance as you embark on a relentless pursuit. Like, they definitely delivered that not having completed the game and not spoiling anything literally you feel it like i'm like you know like edge of your seat action and then just like things happen like whoa i can't believe yeah. this is happening and it doesn't it doesn't help that the that there was um the graphics are so incredible that the fact that it's mm-hmm. like you're watching a movie so I'm and like, the cool oh thing about, God. I mean, so typically with a video game, uh, when you see the minimum uh, space required for a game, that usually is a, a telltale sign of not only how long the game is, but maybe how expansive in the world. And the last game I played that required this much space was Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a huge, huge open world game. And The Last of Us 2, which is a single 
you know, story, there's open world moments, but it's not like there's side quests and stuff. That it's also a hundred gigabytes minimum. And it's funny, I'm looking at them right yeah. now. Uh Red Dead's only five more gigabytes. Wow. And the quality of Last of Us Two is like what? Yeah. I think that's so, incredible. And Last of Us Two, so uh, again, we don't want to spoil anything, but you mainly play as Ellie. This is a couple years later, so she's a little older, and her and Joel have been living in a community called Jackson. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. a small town. It's, you know, uh, well, uh, much more people defended, now defended and, and, and yeah. um, got a sense yeah. of order. And then um, some stuff happens. And then, yeah, it's kind of a, a, a mission to go and you play as Ellie and it's much more expansive. It's uh, uh, a lot of it's played in Seattle and it's kind of cool to see you go into some areas and it's, it's, it's not just, you know, old video games where you'd, you'd walk on a path and there's only so much you can go. It's a huge, huge area. And there's all these areas that you can go into to maybe get some supplies or scavenge that are not yeah, necessary to complete the main game. Exactly. But it does add a little more, you know, a little more bang for your buck. If you're someone that I likes mean, to I remember completionist. I know? got a little, I get a little ahead of Chris playing this game and we were, he's like, did you get this one part? And I was like, yeah, the fact that how I was like, Whoa, where do I go now? Because yeah. there was, it's, it does, and it gives you that little bit of that freedom to be like, okay, you know, I have freedom, but mm-hmm. also freedom. It's a little scary because it's like, okay, I can kind of choose the path I want to go on. Um, but essentially, you know, there are dangers lurking every corner, but the, the additions of stuff they had in here was also incredible. I thought the realistic thing is, you know, when you're, um, cause we all experience this, you know, in a pandemic post pandemic world, <laughs> you know, you can't get into doors, they're barricaded and stuff. But in this game, this next one, it was crazy because the first game didn't have this. If a door is locked, you had to figure out, like, get a, you make like a little a like, makeshift key, a shiv. Um, and now it's like, oh, I can't get in there. Well, there's a glass. I could break the glass and get in. I also could alert whatever's inside, but I want to get in. So that was kind of cool. Also, people, there's a lot of like random safes all around mm-hmm. that in the first game, you had to actually Taylor, find the Taylor's combination. favorite thing about The Last of Us Part Two is the listening to opening the safes. I know. I, I don't even look for the notes. I'm just like, wait, I'm looking for the click. I'm like old style, like listening to crack. Yeah. I'm a safe cracker in this game. I, you know, get away from the plot. I just want to crack <laughs> safes. Like there's my t- speed run. Naughty dog, um, just, make a, just make a bank heist game of just safe codes. Taylor will-, will Naughty dog presents safe cracker. Safe <laughs> Taylor's heist. so cool. <laughs> yeah, safe But um, We got to say just, uh, we don't want to go too much into it, but- um. Of what we've experienced so far, definitely they they have knocked it out of the park with the sequel. Um, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do a a, a review, a, a spoiler review uh, in the future once we've finished. But um, highly recommend it if you're a fan of that kind of game franchise and zombie games. A uh, lot of bang for your buck. It's a long game. Um, we've been playing quite a lot the last few days since we got it, and Absolutely. I yeah. still think we're we still have quite a while to go, which is exciting. Because you, you want a game, especially when you're really invested in a world uh, and you don't want it to end. And um, Especially with these characters, these oh, yeah. complex characters. And it definitely is going to pull you in and make you really question more the decisions you make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when your back's against the wall or when you are on a quest and your focus is so narrowed, you know, you, you don't see the bigger picture. And, uh, yeah, I completely agree, Chris. This definitely has been well worth the wait i've I've enjoyed it and like i said i'm all i'm 20 some hours in 
and I still have a lot more to do. So, which is awesome. But you know, hats off uh, to Naughty Dog oh, yeah. again. They continue to impress us. They sure do. And especially the workers were working apparently ridiculously on yeah, this one. Which I get. They they probably got to a point where they were. Uh, I, I assume there was a moment where they had to be like, "All right, we can't postpone anymore. We have to get it done." So I yeah. think, unfortunately, that might have pushed them a little harder, but uh, uh, well applauded for their efforts. But of course, you know, The Last of Us is not the only amazing zombie game out there. There's plenty of other zombie games. And when we come back, yeah. we're going to talk about some of our favorite zombie games that we've enjoyed from classics from the arcade days up to uh, new games even coming out uh, closer to The Last of Us Part Two. So stay tuned after this message. Looks like the tower's down a data ways. Could be some danger ahead there, Bobby. Yeah, we better play safe. Let's go through this dark panel hotel. Cut us through downtown. I think it's the quickest way. Good thing we've been working on our squats. Let's walk through this entire building crouched. Like that one movie there. Gretchen Dragon, Hidden Tiger. Did you see that one there, Bobby? What a film. Oh, yeah, that was a great film, you know? I love the part when they, uh... Shush, Bobby, Bobby. Listen, there's them thickers again. Hold on there. Let me use my super hearing. It's a big spurt thing. Can you follow me? Up ahead, I see three of them. What weapon should we use? We want to stay quiet now. Let's make them wiper bombs. Good thing we collect all them window wipers out there. Good idea, Bobby. They hate getting cleaned. Last time I had a bath, I hated it too. Also, let's make a few of them Capri Suns straw shivs. Which kind there, Bobby? Fruit punch or Pacific cooler? Hey, better make it fruit punch. Hold on. There's uh, some more in here. <laughs> Tell you, I love the fruit punch. Ready there? Let's go. White bomb away. I got this one. Phew. It wasn't that bad. It was easier than my fifth grade math test, to tell you that. Let's gather them materials down here while we can. Hey, look at this thing. Some of that hotel shampoo still left over. This will be perfect in the fight against dandruff. I mean, you know my hair. And surrender pills. That's really going to help out there, Tommy. Make us even stronger, you know? Hold on there, Bobby. There's something here. Oh, it's a pool noodle. Here, tie the stale Olive Garden breadstick on it. You can do more damage there. I tell you, when these Olive Garden, oh, I miss Olive Garden. When these breadsticks will came out fresh, oh, beautiful, softest thing ever, like a pillow. You have them now, man, the heart is a brick. One hit with this, and they be toast. <laughs> get toast. <laughs> Go in there, Tommy. All right, let's get out of here. Place, give me the crepes. Yeah, don't want to be the last of us to get to the safe camp. Otherwise, they'll run out of them s'mores. Oh, I need one of them s'mores. And we're back. Oh, man. Nice little that break was, there. It was a nice little break. And it, it was so exciting that we got to talk about 
the those two games and what I'm, I'm still dying to find out what happens next. So uh, we're looking forward to getting back into those. But but of course, those games had to be inspired by games before them, uh, games to come, and the zombie genre has been, uh, of course, something that started in uh, early films and uh, eventually made its way. Of course, we have a very famous TV show, The Walking Dead. I'm sure we'll yes. talk about it in the future on this podcast. But when it comes to video games, uh, we might talk about this briefly in, in the first half there, but I, I remember early memories of playing uh, The House of the Dead uh, mm-hmm. one, and, and there was a uh, part two as well. Um, like an arcade. There might have been a third one. I'm sure there was, uh, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese or at a Boomers or, you know, Discovery kind of, Zone where I grew uh, up. An arcade situation. And that was uh, one of those where you'd have. Uh, physical plastic you know guns that were attached with little <laughs> kind of little safety cords, yeah. that you couldn't take them and it was all you know uh the camera would kind of automatically show you where you're supposed to go and then things would come at you and things mm-hmm. would pop out and you had to sh- it was all shooting and you would actually shoot uh for more ammo and for and, health yeah and that it, was all well. about, it was all about surviving just getting that high score yeah. And I mean, for that at the time, that was, I mean, that's our earliest memories. This is like, you know, arcades in the 90s and 80s. And um, that was the first, I think, big game that came out that was a zombified uh, experience. And then, of course, uh, you know, huge, huge uh, franchise that's had many games. Uh, we're actually getting, I, I believe it's, I think it's a, uh, eight, was it eight or 11 that's coming? Uh, Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be eight or nine. They're, they're, they're more. Maybe it the, was eight. I think it's eight. Uh, there's more getting, of those in the Fast and Furious. I tell yeah. you, <laughs> we're getting a we're getting a new one for the PlayStation Five coming out called Village, which looks yeah. really cool. It looks like uh, kind of still the idea of the Resident Evil world, but set in more of like a kind of makes you remind me of like like you know when you um you'd see like a Transylvania film, but you'd have like. The, the old black and the, white, noir the old black and white kind of people in the village, the town, thunder crashing, um, and yeah, like, oh, that you're kinda, going up um, to the castle, are you? But that's been a big. Uh, I've actually, for funny enough, though, I, I don't really have any memories of playing in the Resident Evil games. I know they. I been, never did either. Um, it wasn't it? Wasn't something yeah, I ever got. It wasn't into. a big one. I know it's a big franchise, and of course, there's been lots of movies and things. But uh, apart from The Last of Us. Uh, one of the games I remember playing was, it was called uh, Dead Space. Yeah. And I think I played Dead Space 2, I want to say. That's another franchise that's had three games. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, you know, most zombie games are taking place in some creepy area somewhere. Yeah, like we said, Transylvania, or in the case of like Last of Us. Yeah, like they never happen night, at night, um, like, you know, at our fancy restaurant. No, 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 of course during not. During the daylight, it's always uh, scary. And... <laughs> but this is a, this was set in space. So it was like, it kind of reminded me of Alien, where you were going through these kind of abandoned uh, different spacecrafts and space stations, and you yeah. had to go through and, uh, you know, clean house, if you will, survive <laughs> these, the horrors inside. Uh sort of similar to i really enjoyed the new doom games now yes. doom is a franchise that's it's much more based on the idea of, of demons and demonology yeah. especially uh on mars and other planets um but the new doom franchise we had doom and we just had uh doom eternal yes 
came out, uh, which actually uh, I lent you to play and try out because I think you're yeah. gonna have a, a kick of a time with it. Yeah, Chris and I, on a side note, during this time we've been we've been swapping, uh, doing a game swap. So it's like yeah. we're doing a each other games that uh, <laughs> which you know, is good oh, you, should, we... you should try this game that I, I liked, and you should try this one. So, uh, but, but with Doom, there's definitely zombie-like characters in that game. Yeah. There's all kinds of other much bigger worse versions but still to that version you know that kind of style of you have a bunch of weapons you're going through and you're taking out uh but that one's you know those kind of games you don't really have an emotional investment with the character this is where the last of us really stands out in terms of you 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 really like follow the characters and you 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 fight for them you 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 believe in them you hope that they make Uh, it because you doom is just simply I got a lot of cool big guns and I'm going through and I'm going to, I got to kill all these things or they're going to kill me. And it's just a lot of fun. One of the genres that really hooked me um, most, I'm going to go off on two different tangents. One zombie, it wasn't necessarily a zombie game. It was an addition to an already established franchise. And uh, you may be familiar with the Call of Duty franchise. Mm. This happened on Call of Duty World at War, which came out several years ago on Xbox 360 and, and PlayStation 3, I believe. And that game is a great World War II game where you're playing in different you know, areas of, of that history. But all of a sudden they had a bonus thing. Once you beat the game, next thing you know, you're in this, it's a first person, you're in this abandoned place and you're just surviving wave after wave of a zombie. Uh-huh. And there's no end in sight. Literally just survive as long as you can. And that spawned a whole thing on its own where they have so many things. Every other Call of Duty has been like, there's a zombie here. And they did like zombie on the moon. They, they had zombie. And, ah, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, so that was, but it was on that, it was just purely survival. There was no end in sight, which it's kind of fun, but it's a little stressful because it's like, I just want to be done. <laughs> so, but that was fun because I remember before you just, just see how many rounds you can last with, you know, wave after wave of the undead coming at you. Well, a similar situation with that r- reminds me of, I didn't have a lot of experience playing this game, but I know you have, and my brother certainly did. But um, as we've talked about on this podcast before, Red Dead Redemption, uh, the first game had a complete spinoff that was all zombie-themed. Or did they play it? And they played it a lot. Um, yeah. I, I've really never played Red Dead Redemption. I've only really played the sequel. I played a little bit. My brother had it on his PlayStation, but I wasn't really, big, uh, I wasn't really into that game. And then now that I've played Red Dead Redemption 2, I've, I've kind of been, uh, you know, recruited to the side of loving the open world games. So yeah. I, as a fan of that game, and I thought that it was so, uh, you know, it definitely gives you a lot to, a lot of bang for your buck. Well, It'd exactly. be cool to it see to in the future. To an open world uh, zombie game. And it was like, okay, we're going to, and then also the theme of having cowboys Mm-hmm. The Old West was zombies, and that was a whole different thing altogether. That, that's a perfect so, mashup yeah. because mm-hmm. it's it's already there's civilization, but it's at yeah. that time where there were you know bank heists and robbers, and you know you could be anywhere, and there was no real way to police the towns. I mean, there was sheriffs and stuff, but you could be in the middle of nowhere, get killed, and no one would know. And then there's also the threat of nature there's you know yeah. bears there's and cougars and now animals, now yeah, you got zombie cougars and zombie oh. bears <laughs> and, and you can, know 
Yeah, and it's fun because then they added like the cool, the different effects and stuff. And the cool thing about that one, it did have like a little story and you're like, you're on the quest to find the cure. Uh-huh. And uh, so, but it was like, oh, I, I didn't know if I was going to like this, but it's still, uh, it still was a lot of fun. I hope that you go back and play it. And uh, um, I did, I did really enjoy that. On a, on a much lighter note in terms of zombie games. Which oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to mention this because this does count. We both played it, yeah. <laughs> yes, and this is back, and then it's it's gone on to bigger platforms and stuff. But there is a game out there, a franchise called Plants versus, versus zombies. zombies. Yep. So literally, the premise is zombies are coming to eat your brains, and you are defending your house with mutated plants. This is a real thing, and basically very cartoony. It's very, a very cartoony, cartoony very silly. The very humor- silly. Yeah, it's not real scary. Great for multiplayer. Um, I think I have, I think I had Plants for Zombies too for a while. Yeah, and you can play online, and yeah, it's kind of it's a silly, more you know, uh, kid friendly kind of game, and there's like creative parents, little. If you want to induce yourself yeah. to zombies? Try this game. <laughs> Whereas you know, and that that was it was fun because if you're into that idea of of okay, so I got to pick a strategy. I got to think of a way to defeat yeah. um, your enemy, but it's in a fun way. It reminds me in a way of the, um, if you've ever played the Worms games, those funny yeah. games where your your goal is to destroy the other you know, team, but it's all like ridiculous, funny type of weapons. And that's all what those, that game, Plants vs. Like Zombies kind of reminded me yeah, of that. Yeah, those tower defense games where you're yeah. just having to, you, it, it's, a, it's all about, but the thing about that is great, it's all about strategy, just wrapped in a different like package. So yeah, that was, uh, but I will say, I, I think the big theme that makes the games that we've all talked about so great, um, whether it's a kid game or out in the West or deep space, is the fact that there's this amount of stress inducing and that it's the whole like, that harrowing experience where you're fighting this, you know, this enemy that, you know, they can't be talked to or talked down. It's just, you just got to take they it. They are off. after you. And I'll tell you, nothing's <laughs> as stressful as the Last of Us series can get. Uh, another zombie game that came out last year that uh, I, I, I didn't get the chance to beat it yet. I, I kind of got distracted and uh, stopped playing it, but I was enjoying it. And I do want to get back to it. It was a game that came out last year called Days Gone. Yes. And the big theme of that game is similar to Last of Us. You know, you kind of get an introduction of how the uh, the pandemic and apocalypse kind of starts. And then it's all these people trying to survive. Here's the big difference compared to most zombie games. You end up running into hordes. And there's moments in Last of Us and other games where you'll fight maybe, you know, upwards to 10 zombies at one time. And then there's some cool scenes where you're actually... Uh, running or escaping from a bunch of them uh this completely outshines that yeah there are times in this game the days gone game where you could be in an area and maybe mm-hmm. you'll see a few of these zombies walk around mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there will be a hundred of them and they are all fast and it reminded me kind of like world war z style oh yeah where they're and so super that game the cool thing was uh, your main travel uh, thing is you have a motorcycle, mm-hmm. but just like with any, you know, like in the real world, you have to get gas. So it's not like the motorcycle just goes forever. It's a great way to escape when a horde's chasing you if you don't have the weapons to take them down. But there are, there are these objectives throughout the game of beating 
the different hordes and you know some are small yeah. and, and they get bigger and bigger and what happens is if you get to an area with a bunch of them and you're not really prepared it's more of you have to then get out because yeah. otherwise they will overpower you and it can get really intense i mean but there's also uh i haven't really seen this in another game before i like that there are as with most zombie games there are dangerous humans that you have to look mm -hmm. out for yeah but there's also a group of people that they're almost like uh, cult believers that they 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 haven't actually been bit and turned into zombies, but they shave their heads and they put tattoos and scars over themselves, and they are kind of like a almost like a midway threat between what is a zombie and like a, a human. It's funny. It it's kind of very similar to the Walking Dead series where there's. A spoiler alert, the season's already been out for a while, but in, there, in one season, there's these people called the Whisperers. Uh -huh. And this is also, it, it been in the comics, but basically they, what they did is they would wear the skin, the skins of the zombies, like as masks, uh -huh. and they would walk among the zombies. And they, they would call the Whisperers because they would like talk to each other like slowly and to not give away so that they would literally walk among the dead. And it was like, oh, we, it was like, it just, it's kind of scary. And the same thing with Last of Us, there's these cults and then things like that. It's the, that, um, that scary thing that is the zombies are the threat, but it's the human element that is unpredictable, more so. You'd have to imagine it's got a smell if you're wearing undead skin as a I mask. Know, I don't know what they did. I think they, they tanned it. They'd like, you know, like you like hot, make hides and stuff. I don't know. Back in the but, and, you know, think about <laughs> the idea of, uh, you know, some people would go crazy and get the idea that this crazy long, you know, deadly event that's taken over the world mm -hmm. might've been a religious sign of this is what was meant to be. So the ends of times. You know, some people might take that as, you know, this is, yeah, it's a sign of in the times. This maybe is the, this might be the rapture. This might be a uh, God's way of, you know, get, you know, whatever. And so they might mm -hmm. then turn and be like, no, we have to uh, worship these creatures. These, yeah. these, you know, they see them as a, as maybe a blessing instead of what most of the world thinks of them as a, a complete curse because they're, yeah. They're, you know, they're killing people and turning them and they're, yeah. And, and like you said, you, you can't, there's no way to talk them out of what they're doing. It, it's once you see one and, you know, again, that, that emotional turn of seeing a, a friend or family member, a uh, loved one get bit after trying to escape. And you're like, I have to, I have to put them down. I can't, there's no way to let them unless you know of a cure well, and, it's like yeah, you have and, to and most of them there's no cure there's nothing it's like oh mm -hmm. you're you know you're bit or however it's transmitted to turn you a zombie you're done yeah. and um so it's like you know and that's like that, that's the stressful part of it i like we're at like we're, we're there but it's it's still you get involved in these games and you get like but i think that's the great thing what the, the last of us did it was it it got you so much more emotionally invested in mm -hmm. the world than just like oh it's just a survival game it's like no it's like stressful and you're like but yeah that 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 whole idea that you know it's it's a constant fight for survival yeah and you know in some in some lore and some of the zombie ones people are affected so it doesn't matter if they're bitten if they die from any cause they would come back so there's like yeah. that whole thing like oh my goodness so 
it's kind of crazy but i mean that's what makes some of these games so incredible because that is that flight of fancy but it's it, it skirts a line i mean look where we're at right now obviously you know we don't have the walking dead thankfully but you know it skirts the line between um those um post-pandemic worlds or those uh-huh. you know cataclysmic events that shape and we these conspiracy theories of what would happen and I, it's like the zombie exactly and Whew. i think the the whole concept of the zombie genre will continue to uh fascinate people around the world i mean yeah we 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 have not really seen a shortage of uh that kind of horror in uh entertainment whether it be movies tv games and you know i think in a way a lot of the creatures and monsters of the night that we uh have grown up to know from you know classic hollywood movies and stuff there's always kind of a sense of okay that's you know not really a possibility i guess is what <laughs> yeah. you know you you can uh you can look at the history of like a vampire and go okay there are people out there that actually drink blood because they they they're they're you know that's what they do when it's but they're not actually well, they an undead person you know? because yeah. they're irish like me uh, <laughs> there you go but i think <laughs> in a way there yeah, is yeah. there is this weird thing where we kind of think you know there is a lot of people on this planet and if there was something that was to infect us that would turn us into these kind of creatures what what would realistically happen and a lot mm-hmm. of these games kind of show you it's like at the end of the day it's it's exactly what you said it's it's survival it's, feast or famine yeah so um uh, but I, good I, I, I i we we probably will once taylor and i finish the last of us part two we will probably do a spoiler review uh because of course you can't just review a game and uh, not talking not about really major plot it. points so that'll come up in a, a later maybe like a mini episode but um yeah that was today's topic on zombie games uh i'm sure there'll be zombie games to come in the future uh excited for, like i said for the the new one i know is coming up i don't know if it'll be next year or soon but we are getting that new resident evil game for yeah. the playstation 5 and then i'll be curious i'll be so curious to see how this uh last of us part two ends if it at all might spell out a potential part three in the future, we'll have to wait and see. Yes, we will. And 10 uh, years we'll from find... now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe looking... quicker. I mean, that'd be great, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and before we go, I just, again, what you said about the power of the genre. I mean, the, there's rumors and there's definitely talks about making a series of the last of us. So if uh, yes. you aren't into video Exciting. games, something HBO to look forward to HBO. Has... It is, has bought the rights to make a TV series based on The Last of Us. So uh, all we know right now is, uh, I, I'm sorry I don't have his name on me right now, but the man who directed the Chernobyl series, which was mm-hmm. incredible and very haunting, uh, of course, based on real events, he has been chosen to direct The Last of Us series. So, of course, we'll be so excited to see any casting news and updates on that. I'm sure with everything going on right now, a lot of things are put on hold, but uh, what a cool world to capture into a series. I think uh, it can be really neat to see what they do. And now that they'll have two games to base off, they're going to have plenty of material to pull from. So maybe Mm -hmm. a series that if it does well enough, hopefully we'll we'll run a few seasons to cover the story and then maybe go off on its own. Who knows? Um, you never know. We just take we're taking it one day at a time, but we're excited. So the possibilities are endless. 
Yes. So uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, just once again, I want to say happy birthday, buddy. The big 3-0. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> cheers to you. All downhill from here. <laughs> Don't, you love when, Don't you love them, people? I noticed I, did, I said this twice in this episode. That's I said right. 3-0, which doesn't make any sense because it's 3-0. But people say that all the time. Isn't that yeah. odd? Yeah. Even when people do phone numbers, which are never... Oh, it's a two nine zero nine. Two nine oh nine. Yeah. Where did that come from? I don't know. One day Maybe we'll, we'll find out. out on a future episode. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at the Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email. The Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.